trust and obey. There's no other way children of God can have happiness in Christ Jesus other than to trust and obey. And he will only abide with the children who trust him and do all that please him. Because in John 8.29, Jesus said, John 8.29, And he that sent me is with me. The Father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. That is Jesus talking about himself. That the Father was always with him. I never left him alone in the midst of battle because he did all that pleased God his Father. And so he's saying to us this morning that if we do all that please him, he will also abide with us. He will not leave us, he will not forsake us. John 16, 33. that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That is, Jesus is saying to us his children who trust and obey him, that this mystery of the kingdom of heaven when they give you now so, this hidden truth, not to give you now peace, in the midst of all tribulation, we did this world today. And if we trust him and obey all his doctrines, we shall be established in righteousness. Otherwise, if you are not established in righteousness, you shall continue to live in fear. Satan will use that to touch and to make you, demon will oppress you, because you are not being established fully in righteousness. And that's what the devil is using today as a strategy. Fear of enemies, fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of witches and wizards. Many have not been delivered from this fear because they are yet to be fully established in righteousness. And it's only, I repeat, when we, we trust the Jesus and live in obedience to all the doctrines, then we shall be fully established then oppression will fire from us. Then we shall have abundant peace. Isaiah 48, 18. Isaiah 48. 18. 18. Oh, that thou had hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. That is, if you trust me and obey my doctrines, your peace will be like a river. That's abundance of peace. Peace in the midst of trouble. Isaiah 54, verse 14. Isaiah 54, verse 14. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear 
and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. You see why it is important to be established fully in righteousness. And blessings also in every area of our life can only come to us as a result of obedience to this doctrine of Christ, these mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Most importantly, spiritual blessings. Material blessings, Nigeria. We shall leave them here one day. So, this obedience is of more value and of great importance to God than all sacrifices you may want to give to God. Whether a sacrifice of prayer or sacrifice of praise worship, sacrifice of fasting. First Samuel 15. 22 to 23. 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. And Samuel said, Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hacking than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. You are regular in church activity. You know the mission is sacrifice. But are you obeying what you have been taught? These mysteries, do you obey? You are not sure. It's sacrifice. Do you obey what God is saying? You are in the choir. You have a beautiful voice like an angel. Are you obeying what Christ is saying? Why most believers in Christ find it very difficult to obey the will of God? Because they don't have trust in the Lord their God. So if you don't trust God, you find you've got to obey him. Christians must be converted and be like little children who believe whatever their fathers ask them to do can never be of evil, but of good. That's why Jesus has said, if you are converted and be like little children, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven. Jeremiah 42. Read 13 to 16. Jeremiah 42, 13. But if you say we will not dwell in this land, neither obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying, No, but we will go into the land of Egypt, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor have hunger of bread, and there we will dwell. Jeremiah, they tell these Jews, see, the man of God said, We're going to not leave Judah, we're going to not go to Egypt. I will be with you to save you. Now, let's see whether the Jews obeyed. Despite God, don't promise them. Say, I will deliver. Don't be afraid of the king of Babylon. Who will they fear? Jeremiah 43 now. Jeremiah 43. 40. 40. So, Johanan, 
the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces, and all the people, obeyed not the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Judah. So these Jews obeyed not the voice of the Lord because they did not trust the Lord their God for their deliverance that he has promised them. On the contrary, the Lord God told Abraham to get out of his country and from his family and from his father's house into another land we never know at all with a promise that he will bless him. Abraham trusted God and trusted in his promise and obeyed. And God made good his promise to Abraham. He didn't fail in his promise. If our parents, in the course of our obeying this God, forsake us, or our relation forsake us, say, I disown you, you'll not be part of our family again. You must trust this God and his promise, whom David trusted. And he said, if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. It's the promise of God. He will never fail. And so Abraham didn't bother leaving all his family because God wants to run a program in life of Abraham. And he can only do that if he's separate from the family. Abraham is an example of obedience. When it came to the question of now sending Ishmael out of his life, even though it was grievous, but he trusted God that this God, wait a second, I send Ishmael out of my home, so his thought towards me they are not all evil. He must be of peace. And so he obeyed because he trusted God. God tell him again, Abraham, this is your son Isaac, where you lost so. Carry and go sacrifice him. Without murmuring, he carried his son Isaac. They go sacrifice in obedience to what God said to him because he trusted God. Why he obey? Like I said before, because he know the thoughts of God towards him. They are not thoughts of what? Evil. The thoughts of God towards each other, they in this truth. They are not thoughts of evil at all. They are all good things to give you an expected end. And what are the expected end where God give Abraham in obeying this thing because of his trust in him? The first one was. The Ishmael will send out of him life. Bible says now nah, waiting. Wild man. So God's intention towards Abraham was that this wild man will live your life. Or that if this wild man stay in your own your life, it will be trouble of your own life and of your matrimonial home. That was the end. And so until he sent Ishmael out of his life, nine peace gone between Abraham who and his wife Sarah. He can't get peace too. Then what he obeying God to go and sacrifice Isaac? What, what was the outcome? Not be blessing, 
the expectation he wanted to give him for obeying that was to bless Abraham and all his seed. Were they not good thoughts towards Abraham? Were they of evil? No. Genesis 22, 16 to 18. Genesis 22, 16. And said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heavens, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the families, all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So the expected end that God wanted to give to Abraham was blessing in that obedience. But Abraham trusted God that the thoughts of God in asking me to do all these things are not of evil. The expected end will be good. And what does it mean to trust God? To trust God is to rely on his word and on his promises to us. Absolute trust in God is the key to unconditional obedience to God and all that he's saying to us. Without trusting, you cannot obey. Trust is the key. That's why we must always pray that God should give us the grace to trust him with all our hearts. Trust him to direct you in the right path. Because this trust is very important in this Christian race. That's why the devil, as part of his trick, is fighting hard to remove our trust in God so that we will not obey his will. Isaiah 37, 10 to 13. Isaiah 37, 10 to 13. Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God, in whom thou trusted, deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shall thou be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rezev and the children of Eden, which were in Telassa? Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Aphad and the king of the city of Sepharvaim, Hena and Eva? That was the messenger of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, speaking to King Hezekiah now. Now Satan, they talk to him. He can't cite instances of what the king of Assyria have done to other nations. He can't cite instances of the kings that the kings of Assyria have destroyed. But were these kings who were destroyed by the king of Assyria and the lands that were conquered, were they serving the true God? No. But the person where Satan they talks to so true Sinakeri. In the side the true God King Ezekiah, have you? 
and he trusts in a true God. So Satan can be starting senses, throwing arrow into your mind. So whatever arrow the devil may be throwing against you to make you remove your trust from God, certain instances of what have happened to others, not to waiting, remove your trust from this God. That's the aim of Satan, and that's the trick. But tell the devil that you trust in this true God with it. If those things happen to others, not be the God where they serve, neither they serve. What shall we say of the three Hebrew children who trusted in the God of Israel and obeyed the God of Israel who commanded them not to bow down to any God nor serve them? And so they refused to bow down in obedience to the commandment of God, even at the threat to their life, because they trusted this God and in his promise. And what was the promise they trusted? Isaiah 43, verse 2. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. God promises children that when they pass through fire, the fire will not burn them. Whatever is that fire, the flame will not kill you against them. And so when this king, they threaten, this tribute, they say, go through the inside fire, they trusted the true God of Israel with his son. And actually, God brought his promise to pass in their lives. The fire didn't consume them. No flame came against them. What interests me is what, what the tribute said to that king. Daniel 3 now, 15 to 18. Daniel chapter 3, 15 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our Lord whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The king, they tell this tribute and say, if you know bow down to this great image and worship this image as you hear the music they go on, we will cast you into the, into the midst of burning furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you, I'm reading 15 now, out of my hands, that he's trying to remove it, their trust in their God. Then the three brethren said and answered to the king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. That is, we will answer quickly. If it be so, our God, whom we say is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace, and he will deliver us out of the hand, O king. But if you know the law, being known, we're not going to even worship uh, this your great image, because they trust in whom? In their God. And their God did not feed them. Did not bring that promise to pass? Look at verse 21. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Inside that fire, Jesus Christ was with them. 
So Jesus Christ will be with his children in whatever trouble, whatever storms of life that come your way, whatever fire of persecution you are passing through, the fire of the anger of your enemies. Jesus Christ is with you in that fire. It will not burn you. The flame will not kill against you. As long as you are doing that which pleases this true God we are serving. And as we trust him. The now became a wonder to the king. Once you trust this God and you are doing all that pleases him, you become a wonder to your enemies. Those who are bold, you know, come and ask you which God will they serve. You mean they have been doing something. They have been throwing arrows against you. Will not work. But God has given us power to tread upon the power of our enemy. Abi? He said, nothing will hurt us. No enchantment divination will get you as a child of God when you trust this God and obey. In Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8, it is written, those who put their trust in the Lord their God and live in obedience to all that is saying, they are blessed. That's what that scripture says. And in verse 5 to 6 of that Jeremiah 17, those who put their trust in man, especially in the ungodly, and obey whatever the ungodly tell them to do, without seeking the counsel of the Lord God, their God, are cursed. So it is better to trust in the Lord your God by obeying his commandments, his doctrines, than putting your trust in man. Some trust in their hearts. This is very dangerous. And so they go, they obey with their mind, they tell them, without asking God. At the end of the day, some people will find that they, they have become foolish. Why did I say that? Because the scripture says, any man will put trust in his heart is a fool. That's what I'm seeking, so that you don't become a fool at the end of your action. So the favor of God, where they show people, the joy where they bestow upon people are for those who we trust and obey what they have been taught.